Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Wait, date? My mind. Did you just say date? Sorry. Uh, I... No, it's fine. I just, uh, you never said date, and sometimes the word needs to be said for one to, for one to oh, understand okay. what it is. This is the page that we've been talking Wait, about. Is, is that, this, that the real shit? You've had the real shit this entire time? Two. Yes, we found it. I write as the mage for the people of Eidgen. Only Dorian Gray will live on to ensure that these secrets are well guarded for as long as the descendants of our four civilizations take breath. Dorian Gray? So sick. You know exactly where you have seen that name before. A painting of a bridge. As soon as you say the word map, Awen, a map starts to appear almost like water spilling out from the center. And you see the entrance to a chateau within the Valley of the Artist's Enclave. In two days, you are set to find the third mage, Dorian Gray. But tonight, your thoughts end with the hope that the Green Hoods may yet still flourish and prosper, good, happy, and free. So, Dorian Gray, session one, but we are not, uh, I'm not just there yet. We are still on the island, uh, and I would say where we are at this time frame um, is just as you three are preparing to depart, to, to go to the Standing Stones, where it will transport you to the Valley of the Artists, where Dorian Gray is, hopefully to get this third piece of the map that will lead you to the Book of Lore. Uh, you have some last minute preparation. So I'm, I'm asking you freely as your DM, what do you think your characters would do to prepare for this trip? Especially in light of the flaming pile of chaos uh, that the previous uh, adventure took you on. Enema for sure. Just get ready for the road. Clean it out. You're, you're getting an enema for the road? And enema for the road. Do you do, do, do a self-enema? Oh, wait, only way. <laughs> only way. I can shape water, so. See, I imagine, do you remember that toy we had as kids where it's like, uh, there's like a pedal you kick 
and then like a rocket will go flying. Shot oh, the thing yeah. up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Stomp rocket. The, the, I imagine the childhood an, an, 1990s enema kit. I imagined <coughs> in my mind that you just have that, but like a tube in some water, and that's how you're. Yeah. Wasn't there like a sketchy movie where there was like a bad adult who was going to like give a kid an enema? Was that Sybil? Good lord, I do not. It was know. really scary. We watched it in school. Okay, we didn't read books. We just in watched. School. We watched like like assault videos. God. Dear Lord. <laughs> Welcome to Dorian Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your pre-reading for the next novel unit. Yeah. It's like, we're going to read Hatchet, but first. Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great book. I fucking love Hatchet. One of my all-time favorite books. A boy book. It, it was. It is very memorable. Of course, the most memorable part was at the very beginning where the guy has the heart attack in the front of the Cessna. And yeah. the kid realizes it because, like, he starts to, like, re- just his body starts, like, loosening everything and it's a horrible stench. And the guy, like, kicks his foot out and the- hits the pedal and that makes the Cessna swerve. That's what I remember. Your memory's real good. Not as good. My memory's not good. That's a recency. of. That's just the, pri- the primary, like, 10 pages. <laughs> and the rest is just a blur of, of survival. Uh, all right. So you're giving you, Awen is giving himself an enema with shape water. I like how you used so bad such a useful cantrip. Uh, is he in public <laughs> or is he in private? Like, is this a private matter? I'm not or is enemaing this... myself in the town square. I don't know how Drew Jeez. would do it. Maybe it's like the, maybe it's like a public Sacred. bath. Let's let's zoom in on this moment and scene. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Role play. Interior no, of bear Rock down. House. Awen <laughs> grits his teeth as water. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! We had a con- we had a our most recent review that we got for our show uh, was from someone who was like, "I really like the show. It, they get a little gross sometimes, but I can By deal with they, it." I guess. Can they and please specify just start- who is we just doing it? It's me. It's all me. It's all me. I bring no, it's not all Adam you, and Kate Aaron. down. Kimmy's the adult supervision here, looking down <laughs> at us. Look, I created a monster that ate poop. So I'm there monster. with you. Yeah. You know what, Aaron? You bought the butt drugs, but who provided the butt drugs for That's me? right. The DM. Well, so, you know what? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very she knows her, my audience. Yeah, that's right. She's, she knows. Last thing uh, on this topic, and then I'll move on. But if you watch, I, I'm imagining. I am, I'm going to all of this. This is, this is, this is going to be, we're going to be off. fading into Dorian Gray. No, this better stay. Um, this is no way how I thought this was going to start. Oh, you should have. I, I, I feel Sorry, like we all should have seen this. this coming. No, but I just imagine Awen as the nude egg from the I Think You Should Leave sketch. Have you guys seen that? Thank you. I got Aaron and that's it. Oh, anyway, we can move on. But the nude egg with the butthole. That's what I imagine. Oh, we watched oh, that one. Oh, at the yeah, end of the It's a perfect okay. sketch. That's what I see. That's A1. <laughs> a nude egg. Uh, let's, let's, like, scene change. Uh, what is Bertram doing to prepare? Where, where is Bertie right now? Yeah, I think after surgery and after a crazy, like, two days after Gatsby and Macbeth Bertram is just exhausted and trying to rest and recoup before we go out again and he's just heard everyone raving about those hammocks outside our place it's not his jam it's not what he does but I think he's willing to try whatever 
And so he's awkwardly trying to lay in one of the hammocks by himself, and he's holding the sword of answering that he was given, I think, on the way to Gatsby. Before we went to Gatsby, Mm -hmm. I got that. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to attune myself to it, trying to kind of balance the weight in my hands and and trying to, like, gently kind of moving it around getting used to the feel of it and how it moves and and this and that so this is my way of trying to just like bond with it or attune to it and i think i get a little brazen on one of them and lose my balance and i cut a little portion (laughs) one end of the hammock from the tree and i have to uh catch myself and dangle for a bit from the hammock um before I, I manage to pull myself back up and, and, and insist that I'll never try that again. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you figure out, too, uh, the sort of answering has different alignments to it, so different like versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which of the blades? I thought at the time, I don't know why I thought Penny needed to attune to it. I think it's because it was the sort of answering and mm-hmm. one of them is called the Answerer or something like that, and that ha- that had Kimmy's alignment. But I think uh, you can pick whatever alignment you want, and so I just went with yeah, my own. Just in game, we went. Yeah, we went with. That. Yeah, I went with my own, which is lawful neutral, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, lawful neutral, and so my sword is called the Concluder. Got it. Yeah. All right, and yeah, has that beautiful amethyst stone embedded into the hilt. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah, I got so that. So you have in my a sword. Now. That, that's the important thing we hear. We have this sword now that you have attuned to, and you can wield uh, very carefully. When so, I don't so want to use my croquet mallet, see, I was about to say we we. I don't think we've seen Bertram wield a sword yet. Uh, yeah, I usually had a staff or the longbow, whatever it's called, mm-hmm, and so I got mm-hmm. the croquet in place of that. But yeah, the sword. It's not usually something that Bertram's done before, but he'll try it. He's probably done a little fencing back in his day with the Featherfoot. Penny is going to be standing somewhere kind of central, sharpening her knives, like just kind of working on them, slowly, slowly getting them ready. Uh, she's got knives. She's got uh, daggers, which she throws. She's got a rapier. She's going to be sharpening everything, kind of keeping an eye out to see if uh, Crusoe is going to show up. But, you know, she doesn't want to make the first move. So she's just kind of hanging somewhere, probably dilly-dallying, but really, but also sharpening her knives. Yeah, I could see you on on maybe like the crest of a hill, maybe the last spot that you guys hung out at. Oh, I figured you, we were in like the center of everything where we're about to head out. I'm sorry. I, ooh, I should. Yes, I just yeah. know that was the first rule of improv is say yes. So yes, and we're on a hill. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're on a hill looking over the, the bustling center of activity. As no, yet another <laughs> As yet another... Uh, Adventure is about to start yeah. for the three of you, and there is a nervous excitement that you can feel just almost palpable, but you don't see Crusoe among the throng of people who are helping to prepare mm-hmm. and make sure all the last minute logistics are correct for both the the Standing Stones and then for other side adventures that are happening with other members of the Green Hoods. Mm-hmm. And then you hear uh, soft footsteps on the grass behind you, and then you hear a familiar voice that I don't know how you're, you react to, to this voice. I'm not going to provide you with any Sarah J. Moss uh, type of <laughs> narrative. Yes, let us no. have it. 
hey, uh, I, I'm glad I caught you before you you guys left. I've, I've barely had time to, to see you since you've been back. Um, Penny continues just like looking at the knives and sharpening and saying, and she just makes, um, Penny continues sharpening the knives uh, and doesn't look up and just goes, I never understand why your footfalls do not match your voice. You walk, you walk like a, ra- you walk like a light rabbit. Uh, that is the first time anybody has you know what i'll take it rabbit feet are lucky and i'm well i'm I'm feeling pretty lucky these days that i've gotten to know you oh too cute (laughs) um penny smirks Blushes a little bit, looks out of the side of her eye, and then continues sharpening the uh, knives. And then, uh, just, just so, what have you been up to? What have they kept you doing while we've been here? Really, just a, a a bit of a cleanup job. They had me drop in on some of the areas where you guys were. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think Penny does laugh because uh, she knows what just happened. Uh, she knows what uh, chaos they cause. Like, <laughs> this is yeah. A, a uh, that was all A one, totally A one. A little Bertram too, but mainly A one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just A one. Uh, no, no signs of of any. What I was hearing, somebody whose face changed, and someone with uh, this this chick with small hands said that you were really nice, but then she thought she saw your face changed. I. I pretended like I didn't know what the hell she was talking about, uh, but that gave us enough of a heads up, and we were able to do a little bit more intel on Mrs. Watchit and figure out where to go next. So, so I'm I'm glad you guys stopped in mess there. or breadcrumbs. I I think it could go either way. Well, it depends on whose breadcrumbs they are. But the if these were breadcrumbs, this was just a the breadcrumbs were attached to a whole loaf <laughs> oh. that had just like crumbled and it was uh, it was just a hot mess. I, I, I don't yeah. I'm a little out that, of that that whole town was was just running amok. Uh, it was it was hard to slip in. It was, it was, I don't know how you guys did it. It was like that when we found it, but also I'm a little rusty on the uh changing these days. Uh but yeah, mainly A1. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just glad you guys are okay. I, are you ready to be going on another one of these retrievals so soon? I mean, how are you feeling about that? Penny looks off in the distance for a sec. Um, it is so rare for Penny to think about her feelings. She kind of has to just push through them all the time. So she, t- she takes a moment. You know, I do not feel as steady as I have in the past, but maybe that's actually a good thing. I don't know if we've been ready in the past and we made it work. Maybe I'm just more aware of it this time. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm nervous. I do not think we're going off on steady feet. Um, I do not feel like I'm being listened to necessarily. Uh, That being said, I don't think this is the time to pull back. And I don't. I think this group needs me as much as I need them. So we're going to go for it. And we're going to get the job done. Yeah. It, 
Penny, we, we all really need each other right now. And from what I heard, even just how the meeting last night went with you guys and the leadership, it seems this just... And he, you see, it, out of the corner of your eye, you see him kind of bite his lip and look down, and he looks back up. The end of that map, the message, is, is really... I don't know. It, it makes a lot of sense. We've got to focus on just the bonds we're making and protecting those that, that, we, that we care about. And I'm glad that you have Awen and that you have Bertram and that you have, <laughs> even that you, you have Fezziwig. And I wish I could do more to protect you, but and he reaches into his pocket and he, he hands you this smoothed stone, kind of like a perfect stone that you would think like for skipping. It only has about two charges, I think. But you prick anything you want. But if you get a bit of your blood on this, I'll know exactly where to find you and I'll be there. Nothing's going to hold me back from that. Penny holds it in her hand and sort of plays with it with her thumb for a moment and then looks Crusoe in the eye and smiles. She says, I'll hold you to that. Um, don't get yourself in any trouble either. Uh, I already got my hands full. These two. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to have to bail them to come bail you out again. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a, a knack for surrounding yourself with people who need to be bailed out. That's how I first met you. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, was it? No, I mean, well, honestly, Penny, it was, it was shit actually, before, yeah, it was pretty uh, before you guys got there. But yeah, it, was actually it, pretty terrible. it turned out all right. And but, I'm glad about that. Uh, yeah, no, we, we, got, we got there in the end. But yeah, it was, pretty, it was all pretty bad. It, there's been a lot of pretty bad, but there's been a lot of pretty good. Um, and Penny finally, like, fully turns to him and kind of smiles. Kind of smiles. He gives you a lopsided grin back. Well, I, I've got to head back. I, there's a lot of stuff that I got to do to prepare to keep you guys safe on this end. And it seems like we have to start creating some backup plans for the island in case it gets, I don't know, compromised. Mm -hmm. I, we're hearing from Fritz that his dad went missing just about an hour ago. I, I don't know. Penny, it's, it's like we're on the edge of a knife. And, and just like he quickly like just without, you can tell like he's not even thinking, but he like covers your hand with his own. It's like there's a lot going on, but I want you to know that this is worth it. Penny sighs. Um, and then looks him in the eye and says, good thing we're both pretty good with knives, right? And then gives him a really quick peck on the cheek and then immediately runs down the hill we established, heads down the hill towards her compatriots. Nice. Was that the uh, sending stone? Uh, or was that just like a special kind of stone? It's just a, a special kind of... It's a Lerve token. Oh, it's, a, it's, just it's a, a rock he's been rubbing in his pocket for a long time. 
Yep. He smoothed mm-hmm. it down. It's worn down smooth. So the three of you convene, uh, preparations done uh, <laughs> in your different manners, and you are at the Standing Stones, uh, where you typically leave for wherever they send you to this, and Marion is standing there, and she comes forward to the three of you, and taking a deep sigh, she says, all right, I'm sorry that you, the three of you didn't get as much of a, a rest. I hope that, well, nearly two weeks was enough. It never is going to be enough, is it? But the three of you almost have this, this charm about you that you have been able to accomplish what we at the Greenhoods have been unable to for twice the amount of time that you guys have been a part of this and you are able to disavow us at any point if you choose to forego this that's fine remember that we are not compelling you here you have signed the magical nda so that wrong information does not fall into the enemy's hands but you are here because you choose to and is that still the same case for each of you I'm sorry, are you breaking up with us? This sounds very much like a it's not no, you, it's this me is, this kind is of conversation. Me, this is me being afraid you want to break up with me. We're about to go out and do a bunch of shit. Why would you come to us like that? You're really setting the wrong vibe here for us sending off. It's supposed to be like a har-har. <laughs> break that leg. Kill those bastards. Well, no. Try not to, to kill anybody as far as you're able to. Right, Awen? Right, for sure. No <laughs> Penny just is absolutely just completely both adoring of her compatriots and doesn't understand them. And then just kind of whispers over like, I don't, I think, I don't know if they've even been in a relationship where they could have been broken up with anyway. So I don't think they know what it sounds like. Thank you for making sure we wow. were consenting to this journey. It is appreciated. We're in. Of course we're in. <laughs> We're in all the way. Okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I just, I've had a couple times where, especially when coming face to face with my cousin, uh, that we've lost some members. We've, we've had people change sides. And I understand that. Compared to them, we don't have all the powerful materials. We do have a lot on our side, but it's, it, it's a numbers game, and I understand that. So I'm here to, to gauge, but also now, yes, to, to really say that we believe in you and we know you can. And if this is a matter of you getting the third page from this Dorian Gray, I don't know how you're going to have to do it. I don't know what is ahead of you. We've only seen what was on that map on the back of the painting. And this is where she kind of uh, references the painting that is slung over your shoulder in that, that canister. Mm-hmm. And she pulls from her pocket. I copied down the notes that we were able to take looking closely at it. I just want to remind you, all right, this is, this is a settlement of artists, but not all of them are normal. There's a lot of magical entities about this. Uh, we know exactly where it's at, but we, 
with these stones were only able to drop you about half a mile outside of their settlement. There's something strong protecting it. So, I will not send you into anything that you cannot handle. Did you decide who you were going to give your fourth sending stone to? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, I don't know that I'm the best one to be deciding. I don't typically have a clear head. I'm always angry, sad, or fucked up in some way. And <laughs> Penny, Awen, do you have something up your butt right now? <laughs> Well, it looks like there's some water back there. I don't know what's happening, but... It's called ass right questions. now. It's very, very refreshing. But listen, <laughs> let's not talk about my, my derriere. Let's talk about... Penny, would you... Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you just take this, all right? I don't... I can't... I, I think I trust you more with this. Right now. Penny reaches out and takes it and then gives Awen the first smile she's probably given him in a hot minute. Uh, and says thank you, and then um, looks over to Marion, and I was like, "I think you know who I would like to have this. Could, would you be able? Could you help? Would could you help me with help me with this? Did no. he did he give you his stone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're gonna give him his stone back? No, I, yes. it's not his stone. This is a different stone. Oh, a different one. It's oh, an exchange okay, yes. of stones. If I was yes. giving him his stone back, I think that no, would make it's, him it's think. Been, it's just uh, I'm excited. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Play. I I be, will be cool. I will do that, Marion. Be be cool. No, and <laughs> since no. these are two different. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We, we're in a grim time, so it's just the the dating lives of our of of whoa dating of our members. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, could you help me? Uh, would you make sure he uh, gets this? Um, yes, thanks. And I'm first though going to give this to Fritz if you don't mind, so that he can anchor the stone, and you don't have everybody with feedback. So as soon as we anchor this stone here to the island, any of you are able to tap into it as well as talk to one another. Right. Thanks. So it, it should be by nightfall fixed, mm -hmm. uh, but it will be when you want to tap into the island. Uh, really, it's, it, it should be able to come directly here or the three of you can talk to one another mm -hmm. as well. Wonderful. Right. No listening to each other's messages. All right, fellas? Penny. You tell me when you're expecting a love note so I can turn that, <laughs> I can turn that rock off. <laughs> I just want you to know that I will be listening in. Just know now I will be <laughs> listening in. I appreciate yeah, th your this, honesty. This might be Fritz's, uh, just his first version. So we'll figure it out eventually where there'll be privacy, but I cannot promise that. Uh, the first time around, I figured that would be too much to ask. So, thank okay. Thank no, just for your protection. Yeah. I did. I did messaging. get a new item where I can uh, mimic someone's voice. So maybe I'll pretend to be you and say, "Okay, oh, this is Crusoe. This is... I hate you." <laughs> Damn, Bertram, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> Bertram, who just saved your life? I'm sorry. Mm, she said, "Bitch." <laughs> All right. The three of you are seemingly in good spirits. <laughs> well, after your speech brought us down, we need to. This is what we do. That's right, Marion. This is. You eyes. said that there's a skill that we have, and you're right. Um, it is improvisation, 
immaturity, making things up on the fly, and being quick on our feet, and getting on each other's nerves. You just said three things that meant the same thing. Mm -hmm. That tells me... You see, and I still ended up at the end of that sentence. You see, no matter how you get there, no matter how messy it is, we get there, Marion. Whatever you do, don't, for any reason, ever... For any reason. For any t- <laughs> <laughs> Good office. Good office reference. Uh, thank you. Sorry. All right. And behind you, you hear uh, just the, the familiar hum of the powering up of these stones. And just this, this faint uh, light starts to shine from the cracks. Uh, that's your cue. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the break to say thank you for listening. We have a new literary arc, a new work that we're going to be focusing on, which is The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, which was quite a popular request for many listeners who were able to reach out to us. So I'm finally making it happen, you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have really just an artistic twist to this, exploring art in many different forms and then translating that to the D&D sphere. So if any of you have any favorite pieces of art, any favorite works or artists that you want me to check out, that I can maybe weave in as some cool Easter eggs, send them on over. Uh, you can reach out to us through email. Our email is omamamshow at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Our handle is at omamamshow. So in those two spheres, those are the same ways that people have suggested works like Oscar Wilde's picture of Dorian Gray. And now I'm inviting you to say, hey, what, what are some of your favorite works of art that I can maybe weave in to here? And I'm looking, I'm talking sculptures, paintings, tapestries, you name it. I want to be uh, looking at a wide breadth of types of art. So with that, that's enough of me. Let's get back to this new arc, shall we? So the... (laughs) You guys like step in and the typical uh, just the light starts to envelop you and blindingly to the point where 
you have to almost like make bodily contact with one another, just like hand on shoulder or just making sure you can feel one another for that reassurance. And then in a quick instant, you are finding yourselves in the middle of a field and uh, you, you see looking down at the map um, in front of you that Marion had copied down so that you don't have to keep unrolling the bridge painting. You see rolling below you a, a large valley just and so looking at the map and looking up, Sina, you could tell this important piece of information that this is this is the main settlement of artists called the Valley of the Artists, and it is on the west side of a great river. You know that this valley is hidden in uh, just a narrow opening east of the mountains. So it is nestled between a large river um, and a significant mountain range where a turbulent stream runs amid steep walls of rock and around grassy knolls and pine-covered hills. Now, the artist collective itself is located where the river loops around an area of grassland set against the stony shoulder of the mountains. So it's not protected by a stockade or a hedge uh, from what you can see at this vantage point because the watercourse widens and it deepens, making the village accessible only by a single dirt road cut along the stream where it passes nearest to the rock face of the mountain. So in other words, like you, you can see from a higher vantage point um, that below in the valley is this collection of buildings that are spaced out. And on your left uh, is the rock face of the mountains. Um, and it, it is down there, sloping down, nestled against it, kind of like it's hugged against it. And then on the right-hand side, you see this large river rushing very, very quickly. And you said when the river gets to the bottom, it loops around the it settlement? It breaks off. So there's like a large main great river. And then there is a tributary of that river that then loops around and kind of like loops around the, uh, the artist collective or the Valley of the Artist itself. So the actual settlement itself is like surrounded, surrounded by, by water, water and then mountain. Gotcha. So yeah, there's only one way to get in. Now, Kate, is this supposed to be an, is this an area that Bertram would know because is it, is it nearby where the Featherfords were or not? Was it far? I mean, I, I guess to be fair, I really didn't really leave the, the manor that much. So maybe I wouldn't know this area at all. You, yeah, you know that it was close enough. It would have been by like horse and carriage. It would have been about two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so it is kind of like a medium length away. Mm-hmm. It's not just next door to it. But I'm not like was... looking like over to the right and like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no okay. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is uh, definitely looking at it. You can tell like this is a group of people who are secluded. Well. It's right down there, but of course it's not going to be that easy. Do we, it sounds like there might be enchantments I mean, or, or some kind of protection surrounding this settlement. Why don't we look at our map? I, Bertram, do you think you could pull out your uh, your painting? I know it's hard. Well, um, I, well hold on. I, I believe Marion made a, a copy of it, so that way we don't have to pull it out all the time. Oh. And I open it up to see if there isn't just notes, but if there, if she also uh, copied the, the 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 picture of it. 
Yeah, you can see with her her fine hand that she painstakingly copied down both image and notes um, that had been at the back of the painting. So yeah, I I, I open up the copy and I'm, and I'm looking at it. Uh, are we getting anything? Did the picture have any kind of? I mean, I'm assuming it's not like a kind of a map we would see where it has a a chart or something that has like breakdowns of buildings or does it, does it, does it break down what building is what and where, you know, like if you go to like an outdoor mall and it's like, here's like the, the thing where you can see where all the buildings are and what's what. Yeah. You can see that there are some of the buildings are labeled, uh, but they, you don't recognize anything specific, but you do notice that the largest of them all at the center uh, is labeled as Dorian Gray's primary abode. Uh, you do also notice. Uh, you do also notice a note from Marion that was not on the original, scribbled in the corner that says, "From what I hear about Dorian, from what I hear about DG, enter with humility, enter on foot." Well, humility. We have that in spades. That's right. I better go first. <laughs> but 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 seriously, why, we we uh, enter on foot. I think that means walk over, knock on the door, enter with humility, say what up, DG. How you doing? What do y'all think? But there's there's something protecting this. Uh, I mean, the valley. I mean, we can stay on foot. I think on but... foot is our only option, gentlemen. Well, I mean, you I have mean, a flying broom, but... You have a broom, yes. A1 could turn into some kind of creature. That's true. Why you don't can't we just... imagine a random woman showing up on a broom is going to uh, be a, get a warm mm-hmm. welcome. Historically, that's not how that works. Ooh, ooh, right. ooh, I got an idea. Why don't I make a little, uh, little druid craft and we go down in search of like an art fair? It's an artist place, isn't it? Valley of Artists? I could be an artist. Yes. Maybe we're going to go shill some of my art. Oh, so you're saying we pose as artists. Yeah. Well, wait. What if we just pose as people with money who want to buy art? I feel like... You, you could... Bertram definitely could do that. I mean, he also has a mm. real piece of art in his backpack. He could probably... I do. I do. Hmm. Okay. Why don't we all go, right, so why we don't we go find the tavern? say that we're all... Excuse me? Why don't we go find the tavern? Beat the street a little bit. All right, we can see if they have one. I think we can proceed with caution and need to make sure that there's not, you know, traps or something that that could injure us on the way. But all right, we can find some place and we act just like we're we're buyers there looking for for art. I don't know. I don't know if this is the kind of person who wants you to shoot straight and just be honest and say that we're the good guys fighting the bad guys. Though, I don't. Well, why don't we just go talk to some people and see if he's known around town? And if he is, we'll get a vibe, you know? All right. Penny has already started walking down towards the hill about two minutes ago. (laughs) How many times does Penny do this? How often does Penny just just like. I don't know why. I will never not find it funny. I will never not find it funny. But Penny also thinks these two talk a little too much. Uh, All right. Entering with with arrogance. (laughs) That's my specialty. So, Penny, you, you at the front, you start to make your way down this dirt road. Down this dirt road that like goes down the hill for the half mile, leading to the opening of what you see as the entrance to this, this collective. Uh, and 
just as you get to like the edge of the last uh, bit of inclination of the land where you can see uh, everything, it almost seems to be your last time that you're able to overlook the Valley of the Artists. And you see rolling patches of farmland quilt the land and a tall Gothic tower rises up from between wooden buildings and a gust of wind pulls across the land, making a ridge of bowed plants and curling the smoke from the chimneys. The scene before you looks like a wild paradise despite the clear habitation and a thrill almost of anticipation mixed with uncertainty travels down your spine. But then that thrill turns to confusion as as you're skirting the water you see a laden boat with two figures on it going slowly almost lazily down the river away from the collective why would penny be confused by two people in a boat why don't you roll perception i'm happy to do that that makes the most sense Nat 20. What confuses you most is that they are going upstream away from the settlement, going what seems almost like against the current. But even more, this, this is two figures who are slumped in a fashion that you can tell that they are two deceased bodies. Oh. That is confusing. Penny is confused. Penny, um... Penny pauses and just watches as they go by and then uses uh, her hands, waves over at uh, Awen and Bertram and motions to be quiet um, and waits for them to get catch up to her. Um, once they do, I'm assuming they're going to catch up to her. Penny, did you kill them? What the hell I, is wrong with you? First of all, thank you for thinking I'm that good. Second of all, um, no, I did not. Um, Something's wrong, guys. Something's wrong. Why are? Why is that I mean, boat? They're dead. Well, yeah, but look at it. Look why at are we whispering? They're dead. Yes. We shouldn't be around here. Someone's gonna come around and think we killed them. We should leave. Awen, Something. Would you roll perception, please? Yep. Plus eight. Bertram nat twenty. Shouting, nat twenty. Twenty-eight. Oh. Wow. Is that two Damn. nat twenties in a row? Why is this the moment? at me. Why is this the moment the we're getting are. two nat twenties? That's Nathaniel. You know him. Mid-sentence. <laughs> Mid-sentence as you're saying this to her, though, you look at one of the bodies and you instantly recognize it. You recognize the horrified visage of Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Oh. One of the other participants at Gatsby's table where you were in the... Uh, the high roller table for the spotted hand. I think even before I hear anything, I see two bodies and I see just maybe information. I want to try and how, how wide is this river? Is it something where I could like get to them and pull them to the side where I could see them? Oh yeah. I, but at I wanna, this point, at this point too, I mean, you, you can tell like it's not super swift in its movements. Uh, and at the river at this point is is very small. I mean, it's only seven feet across because it's it's one of the uh, shoulders of the of the Great River, but it's headed towards the Great River. I want I want to try and go over there, and I want to try and like pull the boat over to the side, and I want to look at these bodies and see if I can gather any information of maybe what to expect. 
if they were like if poisoned or you know there's a their heads are cut off i don't know what to try and get a glimpse into what our future might hold if that makes sense yeah for what you see are are two figures uh one of whom is uh well dressed uh very kind of like looks to be in his maybe mid 50s uh human um and his face is just stuck in this rictus of of horror uh, as if whatever he saw in his last moments uh was completely nightmarish even to him uh his on his right hand, the three dots associated with the spotted hands are emblazoned proudly. Um, and the biggest thing, though, that you notice that uh, perhaps is a cause of death, you don't know, um, but you see this gilded clockwork knife sticking out of his neck. Probably the cause of death. Well, I, and think, it is I think that would do it. I think way. I'm not a doctor, but I think that would do it. <laughs> the other body, however, is barely recognizable you cannot make out if it's man or woman you cannot make out if it is uh what even race it is uh because all you see is a dried husk of a body um Ugh. and you see a a hand a clawed hand on one side with also those three dots there Awen leans in and opens the mouth of uh of dr uh dr Hannibal Lecter, Lecter and starts to harvest his molars. Wait, has anyone explained that we know who this person is? No. As I lean down and I open his mouth, I say, "Yo, this is uh, I think this is this is Doctor Hannibal Lecter from uh, from our poker game. That son of a bitch was looking at me twisted. I'm gonna harvest his molars right now." <laughs> you as, as soon as you um open up his mouth you notice that some of his teeth have been filed down to finer points Ooh, gross yeah i pull out my uh, socket extractor and i just as he's doing that and i try not to look can i can i go through maybe pockets to see if there's any yeah again any uh, any kind of information about where they've just been maybe locations maybe there's a business card a coaster from a bar they went to here. I don't know. Yes. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, you, let me look at what I have some stuff so I can work with it. I could roll if you want, if, if you prefer that to determine no. what I see. Okay. No, it's, it's not. It probably won't be a net 20 like those two. Hey, you never know. If we started off with three net, like each of you rolled a net 20 to start off with tonight. What a blessed session. What a blessed session. And Marion doubted us, trying to bring us down. <laughs> hey, that's not what I was going for. Y'all misread uh, her. I got you, Marion. Thank you. <laughs> Penny whispered that through the sending stone. Yeah. Um, okay, yes. Uh, you, you pull from his pocket uh, a note um, and... and the handwriting seems super familiar to you, but you cannot place where you have seen it before. But something about this handwriting is like just bugging you that you've seen this style of, of, of script before. Well, um, I, script... I, will, I would instantly compare it to my painting, the signature, if, since that's what we're doing. Does it, his mm -mm. Dorian Gray's signature... No, whereas okay. the signature on the bottom of your painting is flourished and uh, almost just 
ostentatious in mm-hmm. its manner. Um, this one is very simple okay. and uh, even kind of smeared in some ways. What is it okay. written on? Uh, so not, not during gray. It, and it's written on letterhead to a, I would say, I'll, I'm going to roll, I'm going to ask all of you to roll history for this. Four. This actually Six. makes a lot of sense. 23. This makes total sense. All right. I love when your roles match up with... Uh, Bertram, you recognize uh, this letterhead to the, the King's University. And all that is written on there in this neat, precise, um, yet slightly smeared on the left-hand side uh, handwriting is just the words... Dorian Gray, third sheet. Go now. Dorian Gray, third sheet. Where was this paper? Mm-hmm. I think I missed that part. It oh, was in uh, Dr. Lecter's pocket. Uh. And then scrawled along the bottom are the coordinates of this Valley of the Artists. So I'd like... Penny looks... Go ahead. Penny looks over Bertram's like, shoulder to see it, and she goes, they're on do it as well. It's a race. To see who gets to him first, but, but something got to kill... them first. Oh, I want looking mm. at the husk past Birch, uh, past Awen and uh, Lecter. Penny inspects the husk and says, "I mean, it looks like the life was literally drained out of it, like gone. Who, who could do such a thing like this? Warlocks, sorcerers, mages, uh." Any multi-class druid or right, I think so she meant morally. As... I think she meant morally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, I mean that's not who is capable of doing but, such a thing. I mean it's good to know what we're looking for, but this is uh something is afoot in this village. We need to be aware. I mean, all, we need to be aware of on our tail. This Dr. Lecter came here looking for the same page. Came here on the same very mission that we're on right now. Maybe he didn't come with humility. Maybe he didn't come with on foot. Um, uh, this, is, this is disturbing. Does anyone know what King's University, by the way? Um, I mean, I, I, Penny, never mind. I look away from Penny. <laughs> assuming that she obviously wouldn't. Uh, Awen, I mean, I know you're a man of the forest, and Penny, you're a man, you're a, man a woman of the streets. <sighs> Would you I mean, say it like uh, that? <laughs> Chicken of the sea. <laughs> Uh, well, I know actually, what a Kate, university I mean, I guess is. I, I guess I rolled high enough. You you made it yeah. sound like I know what it is, but Adam doesn't you know recognize, what it is. So yeah, what does so Bertram know about Bertram, this place? So Bertram would, would recognize the insignia of, of the King's University. And you would know that it, it is the, the premier uh, place for, basically for those who are funded uh, by the crown itself. Uh, in their studies, uh, and they have just world, world-renowned, uh, kingdom-renowned uh, mages, but as well as um, academics, especially within the realm. It is prim- a lot of hubbub in the last, uh, I would say, two to three years of your time on the Featherfoot Manor. A lot of hubbub had been created because of a. Um, just a, an honored member had been added to the faculty um, 
teaching mathematics and astronomy. I wonder if this Dr. Lecter worked at this university, maybe. Hmm. All right, well. Penny, I mean, this might be a little dark, but you're good with blades. Do you want that knife? It looks rather well-crafted. Wait, before you offer it to Penny, we need to find out if this shit is magic. So I cast Detect Magic. Oh, on the paper? I just on cast Detect Magic and I see all kinds of shit. Yeah, just in this vicinity. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, it, it like lights up. Um, and you are able specifically to see the auras of evocation, um, enchantment, abjuration, and specifically, you are seeing abjuration um, highly centered around the clockwork dagger. Um, you see the both bodies um, just covered in this enchantment and uh, evocation. Yeah, I mean, y'all, it's uh, it's like a nuclear reactor in here. This is lit up like a well, like a holiday feast. Penny what, the, pulls this back whole and settle- wiping her hands on her on her clothes. This whole settlement, or what? What, what are we talking about here? Oh, uh, the bodies, the just the scene that we're looking at here. There, there is magic Ooh. afoot. It's dangerous stuff, right? Don't. Well, you just took their teeth. What? What does that mean? The teeth were okay. I mean, they're pretty good, actually. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> so not. So don't take that dagger then. All right. Well, I mean, can I make a perception check? Sorry. Yeah. I'd like to. Uh, it, I'd like oh, to think about. Yeah, what do you want to look for? I want to think about like, is this safe to touch? Given my experience with magic, and what I now know. Arcana. Okay. You want to do Arcana? Okay, great. Now that you have identified it as a magical item. That is twelve. You. I mean, you. You kind of since you're you cast it in a vicinity that covers something you were touching. So I mean, looking down at yourself too, you see quite a bit of your own items light up. And you understand that just because something is magic in nature does not necessarily mean it carries any foreboding to it. And you do not get any kind of that, that almost buzz of warning as you reach toward it. Yeah, I pick up the knife um, and I take a look at it. And then I kind of like put my hand out towards, towards Penny. And it's, it's like resting on top of the ring that I'm wearing. Penny just looks at it and, and goes, is this? Is it safe? Should I? I mean, I think it's safe. I didn't feel anything. Yeah, go for it. And I take slow steps away. (laughs) I slowly step away. Penny gently grasps it by the hilt. And doesn't feel anything. Okay. (laughs) Great. I mean, nothing happens. After staying there for a moment, all of them staring at each other, she goes, cool, great. Well, thanks for the knife and puts it into one of her holsters or like into whatever you would call that. All right. Well, I mean, we were already treading carefully, but. Tread carefully? uh, Even more carefully. Yeah. uh, As they go away, Awen like turns around and is like, well, hey, we don't want to get, we don't want to get caught up here. Uh, and he pulls the raft um, onto uh, a nearby rock. And then he says, you guys, watch, watch this. Check this out. And he, and he starts to vibrate and like the, the air begins to hum. And all of a sudden the bodies just slowly dip down into the rock as it becomes a liquid. And then as soon as the bodies are encased in the rock, uh, he, uh, he lets go of the magic 
and it is a rock once more. So these bodies are now entombed rock. Dang. Ew. So, like, someone's going to, like, sit on that rock and not know there's, like, two weird bodies in it? Oh, Awen, your magic is so weird. I also did 23 damage to both, so take that. So glad. They really needed I mean, what, it. What kind of damage did you do when you pulled the teeth out each time? <laughs> the damage of the character. I don't even know what you call that. <laughs> All right, Penelope, make sure that you keep, I know you keep your weapons hidden and concealed, but do not let anyone see that knife. Whoever killed that, those I was going to say poor people, but they, they chose their sides. Um, don't, don't let them see that you have it. You know what I mean? Roger Yeah, that. Penny. Okay. All right, now, Lita, lead the way, please. All right. Penny immediately go. steps out. <laughs> uh, Penny immediately steps out and starts heading towards the village. As you kind of get through, like, the where the grass um, starts to, to thin out to give way for more, um, some cobblestones and more man-made or just just structures that have been formed uh, by, by hands and not by nature itself. Uh, you, you almost feel as if like you're, you're passing through an invisible bubble and there's a little bit of give um, until it pushes you in. Um, and looking behind you, it looks the same, and you do not see necessarily anything different about where you came from, as if there's no illusion there. It looks exactly normally, but it's squinting your eyes just right with the sunlight. You kind of see this little bit of a, as if you are inside of a bubble, uh, that kind of gossamer, almost oily, rainbow uh, opalescence that is to it. And turning back, though, it you see just a bustling center uh you know you see um houses made out of stone and wood you see uh some buildings themselves that are perhaps works of art or installations uh rising to great heights others um thinning out and and tapering off into shapes you had never even imagined before you you pass by uh an open awning where a a tiefling Below is, is weaving baskets of differing sizes and using a when you can recognize uh, just wood from from you and elm and willow um, in such a, a pattern as if it, they are telling stories themselves. Uh, you continue on towards the the village center, this collective, um, and you can truly see like it is a collective and art in its myriad forms is just thriving around you but it all seems to be as if it's they are all spokes on a wheel and the hub of that wheel is this tall almost gothic looking building that is part cathedral part mansion part gallery it's hard to to tell from the outside uh, but it is if you've been to New York City and you've been to St. Patrick's Cathedral it kind of looks like that on the outside uh, but stone with spires wide, uh, just spiraling up. You see stained glass um, and no guards are out. No, nobody who seems in, in any kind of militia garb. There's nobody at the door. Uh, really, it, it is wide open for you. Um, are we seeing anybody like come in and out of there? 
I'm not sure from where we are. Can we see if the lights are on inside? Is it like a party going on right now? Is it like dead and no one's there? Mm-hmm. So at this time of day, I would say it is. Is it? I'm, I'm sorry for my after- sake. Is is it okay? You're gonna say late afternoon? I was like, I, I don't know why I was picturing nighttime. Evening. I was picturing nighttime. Mm-mm, late afternoon, early evening. Okay. Uh, probably just before supper time, maybe like 4.30 p.m., 5 p.m., around that time. Okay. Uh, and you you kind of looking up at the these daunting uh, doors that kind of are the most magnificent and almost oldest seeming comparing to just the sprawling uh, collections and homes and workshops that you hear and see around you. Uh, you see one figure exit the main doors, and it is this... You see this Eladrin, this uh, this Feywild elf um, with arts and pastels and uh, just a portfolio under one arm, um, s- slowly picking his way down the stone steps. I, I walk. I want to walk up to them. You said it's an elf, or what did you say it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you recognize this? It, it is. Uh, he is a ladron, which is uh, elf, but elf of the Feywild. So this would be just kind of like an otherworldly looking elf, kind of almost like a wild aspect to them. When you look at uh, the high elf version of uh, Awen next to you, it, you know, it's very similar in their, in their beauty, but there's something almost... Uh, dreamlike uh, to his aspects and his coloring too. Um, you see just this very almost otherworldly thin build um, and these silvery eyes uh, look at you and notice as you approach um, and you see that they are very kind, uh, but they reflect uh, the light around them in an almost a, a moonish way. And so the, the evening onsetting of the sky um, almost reflects back at you in in a blinding way kind of like when you're when you see like a cat in the dark and the the light like shines mm-hmm. off of it mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. what you're seeing come back at you and did you say that i could see a little bit of the the painting they were holding something yeah just as okay. if he had been working on something inside and now he's leaving with his work in progress oh interesting uh excuse me there uh my good man uh m- m- might i speak to you for a moment <clears throat> me? You, 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 you want to talk to me? Uh, yes. Um, it looks like a lovely bit of work there. Did you, did you purchase that here, or are you working on that yourself? No, I, I'm, I, I live, I live here. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm one of the one of the artists. Awen peeks his you, head around. You. What'd you say? Awen just peeks his head in. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, my, my name, uh, <laughs> my name, ah, eh, fuck it, my name is Bertram, and uh, these are my two, <laughs> thinking about whether I should lie or not, and these are two, my two uh, friends, uh, we have a Penelope, my and, name is Jasper, it's very nice and, to meet you, and, and we Jasper. love art, we love That's it. That's true, thank you, ja- thank if, you if, Jasper, thank you, Jasper. If you love art, this, love is, art. this is the, the place that you want to be. Oh, uh, Good. We were looking. Are you going to join? Join us. We here will for be joining. Term of time. Yes, art. 
Okay, Jasper. Okay, very good. Oh, I think I see a butterfly over there. Okay. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so we were just looking. We were looking for a Mister Dorian Gray. I believe he lives in this building. Do you know where I could find him? At the name Dorian Gray, you see his eyes soften, um, and almost become moonish. Yeah. Yes. I. I. I just. I. I was. I was with him just now. My name is is Basil, Basil Hallward. I beautiful name, Basil. Thank thank you, thank you. People don't usually tell me that. Uh, well, I respect the finer things and can appreciate them, like your name and this uh, painting that you're working on currently. Um, yes, we would love to join you and your friends at whatever kind of gathering you might be having. If Mister Dorian Gray might be there as well. I would love to just talk. Um, I, all of us are big, huge fans of his, of his work. Um, I would just love to pick his brain and, and, and talk to him if, if we might. He's, he's usually busy about right now, but I, I would be happy for to, to, to introduce you and do anything I, I can to well, I actually could go back in and make a few more finer points. And you see him like open up his portfolio and he has been, he's working on this painting and you can see it. It's in its beginning stages. It's sketched out, uh, not quite ready to be filled in, but the lines are starting to come together. And it is a striking face that looks back at you. Uh, it is uh, the face of a, a Kalashtar. Um, Okay, so to to give you an idea, like Kalashtar are, um, they look pretty elven, but they're, it's like the humanoid dream people. Like, that's, that's the best uh, way I can put it. But you see just this, this face uh, looking back at you with these, even though you do not see or recognize the, the coloring in it since that hasn't been filled in, but you see this, this youthful face with these luscious curls um, and these eyes already, you can tell that are piercing and a, a small closed smile um, looking back at you. And I think I try if he's like shuffling with something, I think I would almost uh, come forward and try and pry it open. P- Penelope, um, Jasper, look at you said Jasper, right? Yeah, I think so. Jasper, look at this magnificent work. Oh, my God goodness look, oh the, my God. the lines and the colors who who is th- who it's is this of is this a friend of yours who is this painting of i want to meet them this this is this is a this is a, a dear friend of mine it is it's the very person that you want to meet it, that's dorian I, gray yes it's it's all i can find myself wanting and able to paint these days I, I'm I'm trying to have him sit for me for a little bit longer. If if perhaps if you come in, you talking to him will get him to to sit for me a little longer. That that would be. People love sitting and great. listening to me talk. Oh, okay. Penelope just puts a hand on Jasper's arm and just sort of pats, tries to pat it. It, it went back a little bit. <laughs> I understand about having a, a, a muse 
uh, it seems like you found your muse, and I find that amusing. <laughs> oh, banter, banter. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would love to, if you would uh, introduce us, we might have an, uh, an, an audience with him. Is that the word? Have an audience with him? Yeah, that works. If you're being fancy. Yes. As, of course, Bertram's being fancy. We might have an audience with him. I would, we would love to just meet him and, and talk to him. We'd be happy to help you on your, on your, uh, with your, we are fans of art and of, um, and affection. And Pe- uh, Penelope winks and says, we'd love to help you on your, with your, uh, w- with what you're trying to achieve. Yes. And if you can introduce us to this man, we can take you anywhere. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere, but your dreams could become I- a reality. This this is my waking, and you you note know, like almost like this this just this tone of restlessness, almost of of bordering on madness. Uh, but you you he responds like this this is my 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 waking dream. This is the face that I see when I am awake and when I sleep, and I have to keep painting it until I perfectly render everything in in me so i i that is nice of you jasper you said that you can take me i i don't what what art did you say that you do i do all kinds of art mostly little teeth that are carved into little men that is new we have we have Whittlers here. Uh, we have some call me the bone carver. I don't know who those some are, uh, but perhaps you will make a name of yourself uh, after your tenure here in in the Valley of the Artists. But please uh, come with me. And he uh, starts to did, quickly, real like, quick. Did, turn did, his... did he give us his name, or did yeah, you just it's... tell us what his name oh. is? Basil Hallward. Oh, uh, Basil. Yes, he told you his Fuck. name, and I also put it in the, in the meeting chat. So that Basil, okay. Um, real quick, as, uh, um, to finish what you were saying, and then I want to do something. He turns quickly on his heel and hefting his portfolio and you know, paints and everything else, just his whole kit under one arm, he makes his way swiftly up, back up the steps, looking only once over his shoulder to make sure that you are following. Yeah, we we follow, and am I able to do some kind of check? I want to see if this infatuation he has, is it mystical or drawn, or is he just... I was thinking about casting in, in love. Magic. I was trying to see like, if, if, if he's under some kind of spell. I don't know if that'd be Arcana. Right. If you if you want to look for magic, it's Arcana. If you want to look for uh, kind of just human emotion or intent, that would be insight. Yeah, definitely want to do Arcana. Oh yeah, that's twenty five. Yeah, you've seen that look before. That look of just hungry obsession, um, and it it rings accurate to you uh it does not seem put on um and the just the sense of almost like an unhinged uh focus uh did not 
His eyes, even though they themselves are luminescent, they did not seem clouded over. He did not have anything that seemed amiss in there. It truly rang to you as of a just a, an obsession mm-hmm. uh, of of really an infatuation. Gotcha. Okay. Penelope yes, we follow. Follows at a distance and looks to Bertram. Well, I, I'm not detecting any kind of magic. I think it's legitimate. I think he just loves Dorian Gray like some kind of muse, god, passionate lover, uh, freaky. I don't, I don't know. But I don't think he's under some spell. Who is this Dorian um, Gray that he can do this to someone without magic? I mean, did you see that face? He can get it. Yeah, it was a pretty good face. Also, Jasper, Jasper, don't don't forget that I am the face here. Please be, mind your p's and q's. I'm not. I'm not telling you not that to will, speak. Is that what we on? We need to be careful the about around this Dorian Gray. Wait, who the who said that we couldn't talk? What the fuck? Did we agree on this? No, you can no, talk. You can t- but just don't call yourself the Bone Carver. The dude ate it up. He loved it. He <sighs> that was I kind you're of not reading the room. I don't think you're reading the room, but it's, it's just... We're it's outside, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Okay, okay, okay. Just, just work, cool. work, work with me. Work with me, Jasper. That's the only thing I'm good at, just being the face. (laughs) All of us have our names except him. I didn't know. I I thought maybe being humble and honest. Oh, I'm not mad at you in this situation. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, (laughs) Always me. (laughs) Penny kind of smirks. He he sticks. Okay. (laughs) I will say, like, at this point, like, Basil sticks his face, uh, his head back out the door. Are are you three coming? It, there's 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 nothing to be. You're you're able to come in. Yes, Basil. He's we been... understand. We understand that you're excited to see him again. Yes, we are coming. Thank you. <laughs> so bitchy. <laughs> Bertram is such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He is. He is. He is. Uh, uh, truth. Truthful. Uh, the negging was good. Um, no. Penny just motions to them, like, let's get inside. And she follows Basil. You, you step, yeah, you step through this just high-arced stone uh, doorway, and you enter in, and just these high-vaulted ceilings greet you. A mosaic on the stone and tile floor just weaves its way around in a sinuous curve, and your eyes follow it up to a main staircase, but... Instead of heading in that direction, uh, Basil makes a quick right into one of the side rooms, and he halts and looks back at you. You are welcome here. I, I just, he has been in a bit of a mood. I, I guess there were a couple unwanted guests a couple days ago. Could barely get him to, to sit for, to do a sitting yesterday, but it, he's, he seems to be in better spirits today. I just wanted to to give you that fair warning. He can be a bit in, impetuous. That's are we, are we talking about like that's just who he is? We're we talking about like mortal danger here, or just kind of like a oh a, no, a whiplashing of the tongue. 
Yeah. Yes. Lashing. <laughs> No need Basil to get freaky sweat, about it. I just yeah, like Basil yelling. is like, oh, I wish. <laughs> Give me your tongue, Daddy. We understand. We understand. Talk to talk to uh, Mr. Gray. Do you mind uh, while we wait? Can we look around at the uh, the pieces in here and kind of get a, a lay of the land? Why don't you follow me into to the studio? I. I you guys can wait there while I find him. Okay, perfect. And he ushers you into this side room, and you see it indeed is this this very airy and light studio, and it's filled with the rich odor of roses. And when this light autumn wind stirs amidst the trees of the garden that you can see clearly outside of the open veranda doors, um, there comes through these open doors the heavy scent of the lilac and the more delicate perfume of the pink flowering thorn. Behind you on the wall, you see this gilded wall clock um, just monotonously ticking. I, I, elbow, I elbow Penelope yeah. and gesture towards the, uh, the same kind of pattern on the blade that she has. Penelope, so Penelope's keeping um, the blade. Who is holding? Who's holding the bag of holding at the moment? Me. It's always, always Awen. Awen always has the bag of holding. Awen is the bag lady. Great. I'm the money man. Penny pulls up uh, behind Awen and just kind of opens it up. I imagine it kind of drawstring just to look, just to gently like pull out the knife without fully taking it out. So in case they come in, um, what do I see when I look at the knife as well as the clock? You see, though, both are. Uh, clockwork like the on the hilt of the knife um you you see this curiously ticking mechanism um that ticks at the same rate as as a clock um and you can see some of the exposed gears uh, in much the same way that if you know closely paying attention to it, it it draws you in and delights you with an early memory you have of a girl in old smoke uh, spying on a grandfather and his granddaughter uh, working on small watches and clocks and being mesmerized by the mechanisms inside. But then you're sucked out of that reverie and looking, you, you notice that the stylings of it don't exactly match. This clock that's on the wall is highly gilded uh, in, in a very, what we would understand as a Rococo style, but um, gilded gold, uh, small cupids aligning either side of it uh really the majority of the clock is made up by the design and only a small part of it is the mechanism itself telling time whereas this uh in front of you in your hand is is more utilitarian in an aspect save for one detail a a moonstone um on the hilt as well that kind of balances out uh the the circular openings that allow you to see the gears inside and the ticking seems to come from not just the gears, but actually you can feel the pulsating ticking uh, from the moonstone itself. Penny looks over at Awen again. She was like, you sure this was safe? This isn't magic? I don't think I ever said it was safe or not magic, but I do think you'll be okay. In, just like in the long run, you know, overall, it'll be all right. Penny, uh... Penny shoots daggers with her eyes and puts it back in the bag of holding. Um, 
And at that moment, stands back. Slowly stands back next to Bertram. At that moment, you see Basil like bustle in, and he starts setting up his his easel, which had been left there, but he starts to put up uh, the canvas there and set out his paints, and barely paying attention to at this point. Um, and you guys are welcome to do any other kind of perception check to see what you notice around the room. I'm gonna roll perception, and it's a nine. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll do investigation. Give me, uh, can you resolve his first before I roll mine? Sure. Mm-hmm. And when you see uh, kind of dotted throughout the room on the three walls uh, that touch the inside, uh, that you see the same kind of golden gilded Rococo frames that would match that wall clock. Um, and there are various paintings and you can... See, some of them are very reminiscent of the, the in the stylings of the bridge painting that uh, that Bertram has on his person. Um, but curiously, you notice one of the paintings is seems to be empty. Like there's there's no subject in it. It's just a painting with uh, like the canvas with just a general background and a chair there, but no one there. Wait, you're, the, one of the pictures is just an empty canvas? Looks like the subject uh, left. It's painted, yeah. It's painted as if like it's the background of a wall and a chair, but no person, no creature, nothing. Oh, so it's not an empty canvas. It's the picture of just an empty picture of an empty it's like canvas. Harry, it's like Harry Potter. Once yeah, well, yes, it's, yeah, someone's left. Someone's left the picture. Gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, Penny rolled a 15. Or I rolled a 15 for Penny. You, uh, Perception. you, yes, you hear, uh, some murmurs happening, uh, that seem to be coming from just outside of the, just outside into the garden. And, uh, the murmur is, and all you're able to pick out from that is somebody's voice in a f- almost in a fearful tone, um, say the words, to see my soul. I think, I don't want to do perception because I suck at that. I'm trying to think of investigation. Maybe investigating the paintings more. It seems like, even from looking at Basil's work, that there might be some true to life or or, um, whatever it's called, where it's like you're capturing a moment in a painting, still life or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to see if maybe I'm capturing clues of the past or maybe people who have been here for still lives to see if I can kind of see like a familiar face. If I can see anything more about this place or what it used to be. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking at the paintings to see if there's any glimpses into the past that might give me clues for the present. Anything familiar to you. Yeah. Man, the rolls are on fire tonight. Uh, math. 23. Holy shit. Yes, you, you kind of absentmindedly start to perambulate the room, and you come to a side chest of drawers. Some drinks have been laid out on top, uh, just glassware, barware, you know, inviting those who would like to, to imbibe can help themselves. And you see a collection of smaller... Um, miniature paintings and some of them are cameos and 
you see the cameo of the outline of a, a face you haven't seen in a very long time. You see the outline, you see the cameo of Weena Featherfoot. Uh, the, the wife of Edgar? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. And Bertram, as you're kind of paying close attention to this and bending over, you hear a voice over your shoulder. First a, a sigh, and then... So, Basil, who do you want to introduce me now to really get me to sit still for a little longer? And looking in the doorway, um, not coming from the garden, uh, but coming from an adjoining room, the three of you see the actual colored likeness of that drawing. Uh, you see this person made of almost dreams with their hair almost like if hair could float without doing so um just almost like so much bounce how does she do it uh but just these these luscious dark curls that almost have a reddish glow to them and these piercing green eyes and for lack of a better almost like shockingly so just these youthfully full lips and and just this comforting aura almost comes off of him and uh penny you would be closest to to where this person is and you you smell this perfume that smells just like the garden um that you smelled with come in with the breeze outside you smell roses and you smell lilacs penny is immediately blushing just like how beautiful this man is and just looks down straight at her feet. Just like cannot make eye contact. It, it just like immediately overwhelmed by his beauty. Uh, I would start seeing uh, maybe that spell or, or whatever kind of effect that kind of did to Penelope. I would step forward then and say... Hello, you must be Mr. Gray. Hello, my name is Bertram, and these are my friends, uh, Penelope, and back here it's Jasper. And that's me. We, are, we come before you humbly, and as you can see, on our feet. How very droll. I, you, yes, are clearly on your feet and he looks down and he notices the different styles of your feet in leather and he looks at you <laughs> uh penny shod in metal very interesting and uh, just this manicured uh eyebrow slightly raises but then both eyebrows raised as they see your bare feet yeah <laughs> buddy those toes and the humblest of all no footwear whatsoever other than understanding that you are standing here and giving our dear basil more of a chance to study my likeness and he slowly steps onto a dais that you see um, where basil can clearly continue his ministrations onto this canvas how can i help you 
Penny immediately uh, starts to um, uh, hi. Um, well, we are here. Uh, my friend, my my friends. Uh, um, uh, we wanted, mm, and then you see, uh, just gives up. You see, just we gives up. we are here to collect. We are here to imbibe. We are here to experience. We are collectors of all kinds, especially Mr. Bertram. We like art, and I like teeth, and Penny likes all kinds of shiny things, and Mr. Bertram especially likes books. Books, you say? Uh, and you are here in this artist collective to join, to create, or to buy? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B and C. As my friend Jasper says, we are here to soak it all in, to meet you, to meet others, to display our own art, but to also enjoy uh, your massive collection. Um, uh, I don't think Basil told you yet, but I am a big fan of yours. And if we could have a few moments of your time we have some things we'd like to discuss with you. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the... Um, the, the strange the, name. Yes. Like a uh, fruit. The red pepper. That's yes, it. yes. <clears throat> In a world where something, something, something... That's the one? Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. Oh. Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure I can keep it up. You've never had a problem before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was a very clever joke. Yes. I am a very turgid man. You are? I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer. Oh, right you are. <clears throat> In a world... Oh, great. Normal. Uh, oh, Earl Grey, please. In a world where ghosts and angels walk amongst us. Float! They float! Uh, uh, float amongst us stands one woman, Magenta. Oh, God, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's going to have to be iced tea, I'm afraid. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, psychic, medium... <coughs> my throat. Oh, uh, Magenta... I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Do you imagine that? Ew. Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. <sighs> Here we go again. What do you want? From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. For all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts. <laughs>